Hey, welcome to another episode of Behind the Bar podcast. So if you have just found this podcast, so this podcast is from the coaches and clients of Arte Fitness, Durham Sunderland and the Barbell Club. And we like to share their stories on how they've gotten incredible results, the struggles they've went through to get those results and the, around the busy lives of what they've got to make this work. It's all well and good that you can say the before and afters, but it's so much, so much work goes into those before and afters. It's it's all well and good on the surface, but to know the background of these people and how they've actually achieved the success is probably the good fundamental stuff what people need to hear. So today's episode, we have um, Charlotte. Charlotte started on our Team Carnage program, our 90 day initial um, program and then she moved across to our barbell where she's got incredible results herself she loves leg stairs and this is her story on her struggles with an eating disorder even though she was never clinically diagnosed with it she's had to go through it herself I mean at one point got all the way down to seven stone um, only eating a few hundred calories per day and this is how she got through it herself. I mean, she still struggles today with it, but she now has a much healthier mindset um, towards training, nutrition, and she's come out on the other end really strong and it was really good to talk to her and I've learned a lot from this one. So if you haven't already, please subscribe to the channel. Please share these as well. Uh, it really does help us keep going with this. Um, leave us a review on the podcasts as well. So enjoy this one. Hello. Hello. Welcome along, Charlotte. So um, who is Charlotte and what's your work-life balance like to help you train, get in, times four per week? So, who is? <laughs> so I am a registered vet nurse by profession, um, but I don't work in clinical practice. At the minute, I've been out of clinical practice for about a year. Um, so I work from home full time right. um, in the veterinary department for pet insurance at the minute. Okay. Um, but I still sort of maintain the registration for the veterinary nursing so I can go back into it, you know, whenever I want. Um, but I left clinical practice last May, May 2022. Um, so I've been working from home for a year now. So does that help you get into your... Yeah, I don't know yeah. how I would have been able to, to do it as if I was working in clinical practice because our shifts, we didn't, we started and finished when we started and finished, it was impossible. We, yeah. There was no work-life balance and I think that was probably one of the reasons why I sort of leaned towards leaving in the first place because you can't have a life, your entire life is the job. Um, probably quite similar to human nursing, I guess. Um, it it, has, it yeah. has a lot of similarities. Um, you know, sometimes you're meant to finish at 6pm and you'll get home at 11. <laughs> There's, and, and if you need to stay, you need to stay because it's it's an animal's life. It, it's it's life yeah. or death sometimes. And so, you know, saying- It's probably nah, worse. Yeah, saying sometimes, oh, I'm, I'm, I have to leave by this time. It's tough if something happens, you, yeah. you've got to be there. So, um, yeah, so I work from home now and the work-life balance is much improved. <laughs> yeah, because like, I think within a, um, an actual nurse and humans, um, they've got a crossover, a Passover. You yeah. don't? No. no. Depends where you work, if you work in sort of emergency out of hours or primary care during the day. But, you know, if some, sometimes you've got some 
you know, an animal that comes in just as you're finishing, and if, if that owner can't afford to refer, what do you do? You've got to fix it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah um, but it's quite an underrepresented profession, I think. It's still not as well recognised for what we do in it. Um, so, yeah. That's you. That's me. <laughs> so, uh, how long have you been with us, um, and how are you finding it so far? Quite new, really, aren't I? I only joined in January, so still... Is that it? Yeah, it feels like I've been here the longest time, though. Um, yeah, Like hell. five, six months, maybe, so right. still quite new. Um, but yeah, best thing that I've ever done, I think. Ever done? Ever done, <laughs> yeah. It is. It's completely changed everything. Right. I'm so glad that I started it when I did. And I think the reason that I started it, obviously, I'd been working from home for about six months or so. And I went from, obviously, nursing is quite... I was literally, like, running around all day. I was always moving. Um, it was really busy during the day to working from home, literally just sitting still for, like, like nine hours. And I just wasn't moving. Um, and it got to sort of, like, Christmas time, and I was like, I cannot <laughs> keep going with this because yeah. I'm just going to end up, like, a complete potato. Um, <laughs> so that's sort of why I initially started looking because I was like, I need to actually be moving and be you know, active, uh -huh. um, so yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so um, I mean, what, what results have you had so far with us then? All positive. All positive, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I not, mean, not just, you don't even, have, it doesn't even have to be like a, a physical or a number or anything, like just, just everything, like. Um... Yeah, no, I think mentally, mm -hmm. it's, that's been the biggest impact for me because I didn't have a very good relationship with food or exercise before I started. Um, and it's completely changed the way I think about it. Um, and yeah, it's just completely done a 360. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm really glad that I joined and it's just like normal for me now. I can't imagine sort of going back to not training. Right. Um, even though it's only been sort of five, six months, it feels like way longer. And any time that I've had to like miss sessions and stuff. I just, I'm just like, I don't know how I used to do this. Just yeah. not, not do anything ever. Like, so yeah. What's your favorite exercise? Anything legs. Anything legs. <laughs> Anything legs. Anything legs. <laughs> Even lunges. Mm, I mean, it's the least favorite of the legs. Right, okay. <laughs> so the, uh, obviously you wanted to come on here. I mean, about eating disorders, yeah. Um, so like I said before, we started, just tell me how and what you've went through and obviously how you've overcome it and all the rest of it. And I'll just jump in with little questions of what I want to know as well, personally, yeah. like, so just tell us what it was and... I mean, I think eating disorders is sort of a spectrum of, you know, you've got normal eating and then you've got clinically diagnosed eating disorders and then you've got just disordered eating generally in the middle. Um, but it probably started for me when I was around 16, 17. Right. Um, and I sort of remember, actually, it's weird how you remember the sort of specific moments, the specific triggers. Um, and I think I was at a doctor's appointment for whatever reason um, and they had weighed me. And I think that was probably the first time that I ever even knew really what I weighed. Um, right. I'd never really paid much attention. I'd never really been bothered. Um, and I feel like it was that specific trigger where I was like, I'm not happy with that. Um, and so it what, just what, sort what, of spiraled. What did this Nothing really. It was just sort of the first, as I say, I was about 16, 17 at the time. Um, and I think I was about 11 and a half stone. So right. quite overweight for 
height yeah. and age as well. Um, and it was just a really uncomfortable sort of appointment. Um, and I feel like that was the trigger where I was like, I, I kind of, I feel like I need to lose some weight. Uh -huh. um, and so I literally did that just by making better choices, eating healthier, smaller portions. Um, and so I'd said to myself, like, I would ideally like to get down to like 10 stone. Yeah. Um, which is, you know. A Quite fair, healthy. Yeah. 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 Um, but because that was the first time I'd ever really restricted and dieted, it came off so quickly because my metabolism was like peak. Like yeah, I'd yeah, never yeah. dieted before, I'd never really. <laughs> um, so it just dropped off, like it just came off so quickly. Um, and then you sort of get to 10 and then you're like, well, that was pretty simple. Like I'll just go for nine now. Yeah. And then gradually that's when you start paying more and more attention to to food and you start like looking at calories more for me anyway and obviously the smaller you get and the more you're having to restrict yeah um and so I think at that point between sort of the 10 and the 9 that's where the disordered sort of behavior started to set in a little bit okay. um it was a chasing of the number itself yeah right okay yeah um and I mean when it got when I was at probably the worst point with it I was literally like weighing myself like five times a day I wouldn't drink water because it would okay. make, make me weigh more. Yeah. Um, so that was like when it was really quite bad. Um, and what age was this? Again, I mean, this was all within a couple of years between probably 16 and 19, probably. Um, so yeah, it was just that spiral of once you got to one number, you uh -huh. wanted to get to the next number, but then you had to do that because I wasn't doing it healthily, really. At this point, I'm starting to restrict more and more. Um, I mean, when I first initially started, I, I, I wasn't even really looking at calories. I was just eating better and it yeah. came off because I was making better choices and I'd never dieted before, like I said. Um, but then there's obviously when you get to nine, it's like, well, I need to eat even less now. And then that's where it started to, I was paying a lot more attention to what I was eating. Um, and it wasn't too disordered at that point, but there was certainly like, I was starting to cut out certain food groups. And that in itself, I think people, you don't need to be clinically diagnosed with an eating disorder to have disordered eating. Um, yeah. Like even saying, you know, I'm not gonna eat any carbs, that is disordered, that is a disordered thought process because uh -huh. that's not healthy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and then sort of got to nine and then that's where it went sort of really quite downhill um because at this point i'm eating like not very much at all um right but then i'm like well i need to get to eight now and it just keeps going and going and then you start completely avoiding like social settings because mm -hmm. you, you you can't eat in them um i was at college at the time as well um so i was studying quite a lot i was quite active um but then i think from nine stone to eight stone is where it went even worse, like it, I was eating 300, 400 calories a day right. as, as an 18 year old woman, yeah, yeah, not yeah. ideal. Um, and yeah, I, you start like you start noticing it yourself. Like I would try and skip meals completely, which in itself is disordered because you shouldn't yeah. do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would skip entire meals. I'd basically have like a piece of fruit through the day right. and then like a jack of potato or something. And, and that's it, yeah, all day. Yeah. <laughs> um, and again, obviously, I'm still losing weight because I'm not eating anything. Of but also, my body is like, <laughs> please stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and you start sort of like hide, like trying to hide behaviours from people. And I feel like as soon as you're trying to hide 
behaviours from someone, you know there's a problem. Um, but I, did you but did you did you know you were doing that at the time? Was it, were you self aware? I think at the time, yeah. When it got to that point, I knew, but I didn't know how to get out of it. I was just like I was sort of trapped in it because my worst fear was seeing that number go back up again. Yeah. So I was like, I don't know what to do now. I'm pretty much just have to continue like this because I, I can't see that number go up. Like that number was literally determined everything. Um, which I mean, again, that is a disordered thought process, the number on the skills, of course, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, especially to the point of sort of weighing yourself five times a day is just ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I think the lowest, when, when I sort of got to the lowest point, I was probably just above seven stone. Right. Um, and I was really not healthy at all. But the difficult part I found was I didn't necessarily look unhealthy. I just looked small. I didn't really look like, right. you know, when, when you think of eating disorders, you think of people looking a certain way, but sometimes, you know, whether that's really overweight or really underweight, but I didn't really look either of those. I just sort of looked like a small person. Right. <laughs> um, is this through your eyes or was that actually how you did To look? me, but this is, you know, I, I got through through this time period, a lot of comments from people and they would they would always be positive. Like, you look really good. Like you've obviously lost okay. loads of weight. Yeah. And, and that spurred on even more because I was getting like complimented all the uh -huh. time about, you know, how much better I looked. Um, and then, you know, that makes you think, when is it actually ever really appropriate to comment on anyone's body, even if we perceive it to be a good thing? Because you don't know, like, obviously here it's different. You guys know us, you know yeah. our journey. Mm -hmm. You know, you guys saying, making those comments is different, but people in my general life would, you know, make positive, what they perceive to be positive comments. Right. But actually that just fueled it even more. And it, it, you become sort of really mindful of, it's actually not my place to say anything about anyone's body because you don't know what that's sort of doing yeah. to someone. Uh -huh. um, because those comments did, they, they were a big, a big part of sort of it progressing um, because I wanted to keep getting that sort of, that feedback. Likes. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so. It's mad how you say that because when, when someone is trying to lose weight, Generally, the people around them will be saying, um, you don't need to lose anymore. You mm. look great as it is. Mm. But sometimes, so I'm, I say this to the sort of, to the opposite end of what you probably go through, which maybe is in a way listening to you, I shouldn't, because say, because say someone says to me, right, you're looking great now, but in my head, it's like, well, I'm not going further. Yeah. And it's like, I tell people to think, like, because I, I, when some people are saying like, Telling us that work, I look good and stuff like that, but I now I've got more to lose. And it's like, we don't listen to them. Yeah. I'm saying that to people. Do you know what I mean? So I'm saying that to people because I know, like, in my head, it's like, if I did want, like, I'm actually quite happy in myself, but I know some people think, thinking, like, like, say, like a bodybuilder look or something like that, saying, well, actually, I know I need to put a little bit more on my delts, I need to put a bit of this, put a bit, a bit mm. of that. But are we ever truly happy? No, yeah, and I think for me, as I say, those comments just really, it, it really accelerated the whole disordered eating because Which I wanted to just keep getting yeah, that. Yeah, reversed, it's crazy yeah, that. Um, so. Because it is normally friends and family saying you look good as you are. I mean, my friends and family, I, I did lose a couple of friends from it um, because as I say, I, I wouldn't go out with them 
um, if there was if there was even a chance that there was going to be food involved, I would not go. Yeah. Um, so I completely avoided. It was quite. It's quite isolating because you sort of just that's all you think about all day, every day is sort of not eating and food and your weight and it's literally the only thought process. <laughs> um, so there was a couple of friends that I did lose through it um, because I just wouldn't go out. Um, I think my family obviously were aware, probably the most I lived at home at the time, I lived yeah. with my parents and I think they were concerned and they tried to sort of say that a couple of times, but I was just like, no, like, it's fine, I'm fine. Like, everything's okay. Because it's, it's admitting it, isn't it? Um, and I'd sort yeah. of admitted it to myself, but I didn't want to physically say it, that I had a problem because, but yeah, my parents, they got quite, I think their response to it was sort of, they got quite angry because they didn't know how to, I think, how to sort of deal with, deal with it, yeah. Um, and I couldn't, I mean, when it was sort of the worst that it got, um, I literally pretty much, I went to college and I came home and I, I literally just had to go to sleep because I, I physically couldn't, I had no energy. And there was, the, I think sort of the, the day that I realized this needs to stop somehow is I was sort of walking home from college and I literally just had to sit down on the pavement because I couldn't walk anymore. And, and this was literally pff, not very far. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but like my vision completely went, I, I couldn't really see. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, I just had to sit down in the middle of the street yeah. because I would have fell down if I didn't. And I think at that point I was like, this isn't good, this needs to stop right. um, or I'm going to end up really unwell. Um, and I think that was the moment where I was just like, I'm going to have to just try and start. But I mean, through all of this, I never... I never was clinically diagnosed with an yeah. eating disorder because I wouldn't, I didn't go and get the help for it, um, which I should have. Um, but I never actually went to the doctors and said, I've got a problem. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, coming out of it, I literally just had to pull myself out of it. And it was not fun because as I started to eat more, obviously you start to see that number go up. And yeah. that is such a battle. But I was like, I, I'm not, I'm going to end up in hospital if I if I keep going yeah um, and this is, sounds as though it's all by yourself yeah literally no one knew about it yeah. um, none of my friends knew really um, my family sort of were aware that I'd lost a lot of weight but not necessarily aware what was going on in my yeah. head um, and I hadn't obviously got any help clinically um, so it was just very lonely very isolating Fuck, yeah um, and trying to pull yourself out of it when you don't have any support network and just having, just knowing that you have to eat. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna have to. Um, you have to do the thing what you don't wanna do. Yeah, but then that all, almost went into the opposite end of it where you start sort of like binge eating because my body had been restricted so much for so long, for years. It got to a point where then I would not eat anything for days <clears throat> and then eat to the point of being physically uncomfortable. Um, like I, I was in physical pain, yeah. but I, obviously that is what binge eating is, is yeah. you do it in sort of these cycles. And that was just as disordered. Like I was eating, but not again, it was still disordered. And it was like, I physically couldn't stop myself because my body was just like desperate for food. Yeah. Um, so it sort of went a little bit the other way. And then I was in sort of this cycle where I'm sort of not eating for days and then I'm eating like, probably in excess of like three, 4,000 calories. Right. And that is a, a lot of food, especially yeah. for someone who's been eating three to 400. Yeah. Like my body was just like, what is going on? <laughs> um, 
yeah. <laughs> and how long, so what's, what's the time period of like um, that? Like this, this section? The whole so thing. so when, when, when did you get down to say seven stone? When was it, when, how old were you then, would you say? Probably about 18. 18 when you were that, and like obviously when you, when you had your realization from there and pulling out from it yourself to like, sort of the, how long till you got to, to where the health, the healthy mindset has been, like the I healthier think, mindset we'll say, because obviously. Yeah, I, think, I it's think it's one of those fully... things that it's always going to be part of you once you've uh -huh. sort of gone through it. And that was one of my biggest fears when I started here, because obviously, um, you do sort of do weigh-ins every week and they've yeah. been a couple of years. I mean, I'm 26 now, so they've uh -huh. been, I would say probably most of my twenties, I then went the other side of it and just completely never weighed myself. I uh -huh. didn't want to know, but to the point where if I had to be weighed, so there's been times where if I had to go to the doctors to be weighed yeah. or whatever, it would cause a real sort of anxiety, mm -hmm. sort of panic attack situation because I just could not deal with that situation. Um, so most of my twenties, I think, I just sort of went the other way and didn't really, but it's still throughout, I'm sort of doing, I'm going through these cycles of like, knowing that I've gained a little bit of weight and then I'll be like, right, well, I'll just eat like a thousand calories then. And, and it's just, it's an ongoing yeah. disordered mindset. And I think when I spoke to Sarah initially, when I sort of um, joined and I'd mentioned to her that I'd had obviously problems with eating in the past, mm -hmm. um, but that I wasn't sort of really in that place anymore. And I think back now and think I definitely was still in that place. Yeah, um, just even, five months ago. Even just six yeah. months ago when I started here, because at that time I was, again, I was restricting, but like probably below a thousand calories. Right. And that is disordered because I can't, like that's what a child yeah. needs, you know? Uh, it is. Um, so actually I think back to it now and like even then, it still sort of stays with you. And I think these six months has probably been the only time where I've had a good relationship with food. Right. And a good relationship with exercise. Um, and it's taken, but th those thoughts will always be there, you know, yeah. and I try not to get too hung up on it because I did obviously start weighing myself. The, when I joined here, that was the first time I started weighing myself again since I went through all of that. Yeah. Um, so that was quite a, it, like I was cautious um, uh, because I didn't want to end up in that same place where I'm then getting on the scales five times a day again. Yeah. Um, so yeah it probably only even in the last six months to be honest have those thoughts really sort of been turned around so does sarah um tell you off if you've been eating too little i try um, i pretty much generally now like it's weird because i'm eating more than probably i ever have <laughs> right okay <laughs> um apart from the three to four thousand apart from those. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah um but yeah i mean i'm eating more than sort of i probably ever have um, uh -huh. especially losing weight at the same time yeah um so I generally always sort of hit hit the calories. Right. Um, Which are roughly? What are you What are you on now? Roughly, um, I'm still on around sort of one thousand seven hundred. Right. Okay. It's, I do sometimes tend to fall around the one thousand six hundred mark, but right. um, typically that's what I'm on at the minute. Uh -huh. um, that's what I've been on since sort of January. Yeah. But like for me, that with, feels. But that was with a purpose. Yeah, yes, so yeah. when I joined, obviously I went through all of this where I went from like 11 and a half stone to like seven. Yeah. And then by the time I joined, I was 11 and a half stone again. Right, okay. <laughs> so it's like <laughs> that whole thing, like yeah. for years I went through all of that and then uh -huh. pretty much just ended up back because of course you're going to, when yeah. you're not losing it healthily, it wasn't sustainable. Um, so when I joined again, I think I was back at 11 and a half. Right. Um, 
And I mean, my main reason for joining was a, to obviously be moving more yeah. and to be stronger um, because I had no strength. <laughs> it's getting a little bit better. Um, it's getting a lot better. <laughs> a lot better. Um, and, and obviously, yeah, to lose weight again because I was sort of at that weight where I wasn't really comfortable with myself. Um, so we started on sort of 700, um, 1700, sorry, yeah, not 700. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and I've been sort of losing weight for the last six months. I'm mm-hmm. at, I think... I don't know what stones is in pounds. I was 157 pounds uh-huh. when I joined, yeah. and I'm 138 now. Um, yeah, so that's... Oh, do you so want to know in stone just, or not? <laughs> <laughs> it's 9.12. Yeah, so yeah, I'm yeah. just sort of just back uh-huh. into the sort of the nines. Uh-huh. Um, I think I'd maybe like to get to sort of like nine and a half, maybe, yeah. just to give me a little bit of wiggle room. Right, um, okay. You know, during holidays and stuff like yeah. that. But, but overall, I'm fairly happy with where I am now. Yeah. Um, and it's just so crazy to actually do it healthily uh-huh. and do it the right way. And it's just like, why didn't I just do this from the start? Yeah, but you don't um, know. But you don't know this, and, and I think no. because where you were eighteen at the time, I mean, where did you get your education from to think that that's what you had to do? There isn't any education out there, and that's the problem, isn't it? Is if you you just start, it's social media is responsible for so much (laughs) when it comes to things like this and any sort of mental illness I think um social media plays a big part there used to be magazines back in my day okay love (laughs) yeah (laughs) well in my day (laughs) um but yeah I think social media has a lot to answer for um, when it comes to mental illnesses and eating disorders and disordered eating um why because you're sort of just subjected to I mean, obviously, you follow who you want to follow, don't you? But you sort of subjected to people who you think you want to look like. Uh And if those people are, like, smaller than you or whatever, and it becomes a bit obsessive, doesn't it, that you want to always be anyone else other than just who you are? Yeah. Um, But we have the power to not follow them. I know, yeah. But when you're sort of young as well, in sort of teenagers, it's you know, it's a lot for someone who is quite young and impressionable. Um, so Instagram will have been around for when you were 17, 18? Yeah. Not for when I was And there's actually even, like, specific, like, eating disorder Instagram that promotes... The Riz, yes, I and have it, seen them. And, and it's just, they shouldn't be allowed, you know, because someone in their mid-teens who gets onto those sort of sites and yeah. sees and follows that, if they're feeling already vulnerable with themselves, um, it just can spiral so quickly without even really, I never set out to end up having, like, you know, going through all of that. Yeah. Um, it just sort of progressed and then you sort of get in this place where you're just stuck and you can't get out of it. Um, and social media, I think, does fuel that quite a lot. Do you know and remember any of your followings, who you used to follow or not? Not particularly, um, but as I say, there's just, there's all these accounts that just like promote it and, yeah. and they'll post pictures of like really, really underweight, you know, bodies and uh-huh. and really push that as like desirable. Um, yeah, I have seen them, and, and the, the, the it's it's horrible. Yeah, it is. It is horrible. And as I say, when you've got you know young girls who are probably now feeling probably more pressure than ever to look a certain way because of the way the world's progressed, unfortunately, it has become quite superficial. Um, it can just be so dangerous for those kind of accounts to be out there for people to access so easily 
who might not even mean to, it just pops up and then they start yeah. looking and thinking more about it and it can even just start from there, you know. They're trying to glamorise it. Yeah, and it's not glamorous at all. What would you, so what's your view, so there's that end, but over the last few years, they've also tried to glamorise big as beautiful. What do you think of that? Um, I think, yeah, I think that came about, didn't it? And it was all trying to sort of, it was around sort of body positivity and not, yeah. and trying to, you know, have different bodies accepted for whatever they were. But then people obviously took that as promoting being unhealthily overweight. Yeah. Um, and I think both of them are, you know, both of them aren't healthy. Whether you're just, extremely just, just, underweight yeah. or extremely overweight, neither of them are healthy. Yeah. And that's not to say you can't be, it's not that you can't be body positive, uh -huh. but I feel like the only the only thing that should be promoted on social media is being healthy and fit. Yeah. And not Just one extreme being or the other. Just healthy in general, yeah. isn't it? It's, it's not... And that looks different for everyone. Well, not exactly, everyone, yeah. You know, everyone doesn't look the same. What's healthy for me wouldn't be healthy for someone else. Um, and vice versa. So I think, but that's, yeah, I think that sort of came about as a response to um, potentially all of those other accounts that were promoting yeah. underweight. And it's just like, but that's not fixing the problem because we're still not focusing on what we should be doing, which is just being healthy. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So what does your food, obviously going from apple and jacket potato, <laughs> what's your daily food look like now? Um, yeah, I mean... I will never. I won't skip meals anymore. That's mm -hmm. obviously one of. The, I would not have any really. Um, but I don't skip any meals. I'll always have breakfast, lunch, dinner, um, and obviously since joining here, like I didn't even before I joined here, like I didn't know what I should like, how much of what I should be eating, like protein. Uh -huh. It was. <laughs> I didn't know anything. Yeah. Um, so now, obviously, I have a lot more knowledge about what I should be eating. Um, I do typically try not to eat sort of meat and dairy. Um, before I joined, I was sort of like vegan for seven years. Okay, oh, fucking um, early. So you were vegan as well? I was vegan after. <laughs> oh, um, after, okay, right. Afterwards, so, yeah. Right. Um, and I do still try and follow that predominantly uh -huh. where I can. Um, but yeah, um, as I say, I pretty much always hit the calories now and try and hit the protein. And um, yeah, it's tough. a stark difference from an apple and a jack of potato. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, go, I, think, I think probably like what I've taken away from it from you do you wish you ask do you wish you ask for help yeah definitely but it's just hard isn't it because i think with anything it's always hard to admit you've got a problem whether that's you know with with anything um but it, maybe if i did it would have been easier and it wouldn't have ever got to the point it got to i feel like i should have got help before it ever got to the point of being seven stone yeah. I, when I started having these but again un unless you're clinically diagnosed it's difficult isn't it because but this is the thing and I mean disordered eating is such a it's so varied because as I say cutting out certain food groups or sort of exercising to a point of you know I feel like if if you eat something and then think oh well I've got to exercise yes, but that yeah. is disordered mm -hmm. in itself 100%. that is not a normal thought process to have um and yeah, I just, if I'd got help sooner, it might not have ended up quite as bad as it did. Um, but again, there's just not a lot of information out there for people and of where to go and how to get out of it. And it depends sort of, I guess, on the support network you've got around you as well. Um, but yeah, it's hard to sort of admit that there's anything wrong. 
And I yeah. feel like until you do that, and I sort of did it to myself. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and as I say, that day is when I realised that it was it needed to stop. Um, but yeah, it took a long time. And I think there needs to be more help available for people, um, more safe places for people to talk about it, I think. Right. Um, because maybe if I'd had a network of people who were going through a similar thing, uh -huh. um, it would have been easier. It wouldn't have felt quite as isolating. Somebody to see the signs, in a sense, yeah. rather than saying, you're looking good. And parents as well, you know, yeah. I think, um, I mean, I, I don't, I have kids myself, uh -huh. <laughs> um, but I think when, you know, when you, you're having teenagers and, and things like that, I think to be just even mindful of these things and pay a little bit closer attention. And as I say, I think my parents' response was sort of quite an angry one, but because they didn't understand what was going on. Uh -huh. and, and, and I don't blame them for that because I didn't really, I didn't yeah. really understand. Um, but maybe if, if sort of parents and, and um, you know, people in um, educational, you know, teachers and things like that are more aware of these problems yeah. and can pick up on them and then have the right channels in place to get them the help that they need. Um, yeah. <laughs> it seems as though you've had a fucking strong mindset, though, <laughs> to get through it yourself. Yeah. Which is, like, very admirable. Ad admirable? Admirable. Is that how I say it? <laughs> admirable. Yeah, very ad admirable. <laughs> yeah, fuck's sake. Um, to get through that, like... I hats off to you like like that, um, especially just because you're just locked in your own head yeah. all the way through that pro. Even now, yeah. I mean, obviously you've spoke to us about it today. Yeah. But for all that time frame of just being locked in your head, but actually managed to get through it, and you're healthy, and you look mint, and <laughs> yeah, and and your strength's going up, and you never seem to be like flagging in the sessions, fainting outside or anything like that. <laughs> yeah. Maybe sometimes after the prowl, you might have felt like that. <laughs> But do you know what I mean? Like, you, yeah. you, you seem in a good place with it yeah. all. So, last question. So, I'm, I normally say, um, like, what would you say to someone wanting to live a healthier, leaner lifestyle? But, probably just a healthier lifestyle. So, what would you say to someone wanting to live a, like, a all-round healthier lifestyle, in a way? To just do it properly from the start. Just do it properly, don't try and do it yourself uh -huh. if you don't know what you're doing because that's how you end up going sort of into these places because I didn't have anyone around me to advise me any better. And I think there are professionals in this industry for a reason because they know what they're doing. Yeah. Um, and as with anything, you know, if there's someone like you guys, obviously are professionals at what you do, the same way as I'm a professional <laughs> in veterinary, yeah. you know, um, and I think, if, you do, if you're starting out and you don't know where you're going with it, and the wrong mindset to have is, oh, well, I'll just eat this many calories. Because then what happens when you don't see that scale move, which quite often you don't for a couple of weeks, you know, then they'll probably drop them and they'll keep dropping them. And then where does that end, you know? And then you can't live eating a thousand calories for the rest of your life. So I think you need to do it properly, be educated about it. Um, and just do it right from the start and hopefully sort of avoid any of those disordered patterns ever forming in the first place. Don't just do a Google search. Don't just do a Google search, yeah. yeah. Well, thank you very much, Mrs. No thank you very much. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs>